Welcome back, Hunter Southern Skies, everyone. Um, how many times, as an astrophotographer or amateur astronomer, have you wondered whether you've discovered something new? Um, I think even the most grounded of us will sometimes have an experience where we think, geez, I wonder whether I've got something here that hasn't been noticed before. Well, this is my story of the time... I, I thought that um, just a month ago. So um, it all started out when I was looking through Telescopius, looking for dark nebulae or fainter nebulae, something interesting to image that um, wasn't one of the more popular targets, um, just for something different. And I noticed there was a little knot um, of HA in Scorpius, kind of... Um, away from the prawn and I decided to take a look at it and of course um, had no designation of its own when I had a look in Stellarium but that's nothing new even when I turned on all the catalogues often the fainter objects um, aren't shown in Stellarium or at least the version that I'm using um, so I didn't let that dissuade me I did in fact last year take um, a, a little bit of HA um, on the particular knot of HA that I had seen in Telescopius. I took some image of it and um, took a bit more of a look. The image did plates of, however, there was no designation given. Um, I also um, would at the time have had a look in um, Worldwide Telescope um, by clicking the link and also found no designations given for um, the particular objects or features in the image that I was looking at. So fast forward to this year and um, with Scorpius coming back around, I decided to have a go with a wider field of view. Um, I'd been interested to try a wider field of view for a while. So it was really when processing a, um, a, a HSS render of that field of view that, um, that I noticed not only was the knot of HA that I had originally noticed that still interested me and was starting to show some detail, um, but also down in the lower right, I noticed what looked like maybe there was some sort of bubble, um, stellar bubble happening there. And I wondered whether that could be an uncatalogued nebula as well. So once again, a plate solve, worldwide telescope. Yep, still no designation showing. Um, I um, also took a look in Aladdin Light um, just to see whether um, anything was um, showing up in there. And, and although it uses uh, at least one of the surveys in Aladdin Light is the same survey apparently that astrometry uses, uh, pardon me, that the same survey that Telescopius uses, um, not seeing any designations. I ran a, a plate solve in PixInsight since that facility is available to me. And once again, I got the Mothwing cluster, NGC 6281, but uh, RCW120 in the top left wasn't designated and certainly no de designations given to the two features that were interesting to me. So I was starting to get a little bit excited now thinking maybe for some reason maybe these features had been overlooked um, i even went as far as looking at the international astronomical union uh, website to find out how to report a new discovery 
naturally their processes, uh, the processes they quote are a lot faster for things that are moving quickly like uh, asteroids, comets, um, planets, um, anything um, that could be here and gone. For things that move more slowly, like nebulae, you basically need to publish a paper in a peer-reviewed journal. And that's not a particularly easy thing for amateurs like me to do. Although I did ask a couple of friends, as well as going to social media. And I didn't realise it at the time, but it was in fact in Facebook, um, in an amateur astrophotography page, where the answer to my question was actually provided. Um, uh, here in Porrick's response, he doesn't know it, I don't know it, but he has actually named the nebula and the star that's of interest to astronomers in this field of view. I also posted on, on Instagram and I wrote to a couple of people saying, oh, I think I found an uncatalogued bubble in Scorpius. How do you think we would go about um, finding out? I still wasn't convinced, so this time when I plates of the image in PixInsight, I turned on the Tycho catalogue, and it was only then, when I got the designation of the star that looked like it was in the middle of the bubble, um, and then ran a Google search on that designation, that I started to get some answers. And in fact, the Google search didn't show a lot of results, but the one that mattered was the HD designation in the Simbad Astronomical Database. And further to that, when I clicked on that link and explored what Simbad had to offer, I discovered that something I hadn't realized before, which is that it will, it will actually perform an academic literature search um, for all articles that have referenced the object you have searched. And that's where things got really interesting. Um, I discovered that this particular star, HD 153426, which is the designation given to the star um, in the HD catalogue as opposed to Tycho, has been of interest to astronomers for at least a couple of reasons. One, one reason of which it's an example of a slow O star. The second reason it's been included in studies uh, alongside hundreds of other stars performing similar or delivering similar behaviour and characteristics is that it has a bow shock. And that bow shock is probably the main arc in which I, I thought was a bubble. Maybe it's not an entire bubble, maybe it's a bow shock. I still didn't have an answer though from looking over these references as to whether the nebulosity itself had a designation or not. But there was something in my mind that that turned a light on. And I went back to Porrick's Facebook comment and I discovered that that star designation um, had actually been included in his uh, comment when he was quoting from a website called Galaxy Map. And in that quote, Galaxy Map has referred to RCW 119A and 57, GUM 57A. Now, Porrick included the whole quote. So um, what that meant was I was able to search in Galaxy Map for RCW 119A. I got the picture. When I put my picture next to it, they're quite clearly the same object. Um, they are referencing the same central star, so that's, I guess, a bit of triangulation. And there's my answer, RCW-119A or GUM-57A. Now, 
Not a new discovery for the planet after all, just a new discovery for me. Just for a bit of extra interest or a little bit of salt in the wounds for the competitively minded, when I actually searched up the gum uh, gum 57A, I was actually taken to an article um, um, written by Gum, where he details his observations that led to his um, inclusion of this particular nebulosity in the um, in the catalogue, and that article was actually published in 1955. So I was only something like perhaps 70 years too late in my discovery. But there you go. It it actually took the whole process of going from thinking I'd made a discovery right through to um, confirming that I hadn't, took a couple of weeks, obviously not full-time working, but a couple of weeks of, uh, of interest and sleuthing, and eventually coming up with an answer to the question, and along the way, finding out a couple of interesting facts about that particular part of space that I have been imaging. I'll bet there are loads of you tuning into this who also have had experiences like this. Maybe you have other techniques and other sources that you go to when you're trying to identify interesting objects in, in your images that uh, you're wondering might be new discoveries or that you're just trying to find out more about. Feel free to let us know in the comments about your methods. And until next time, clear skies.